0: What's up, internet? My name is David Webb. I'm
1: Ariel Edwards. <laughs>
0: we get Nerdy Nightly, and
1: we thought we'd share it with you.
0: <laughs> I feel
1: <laughs> you're ridiculous. Like
0: I get more ridiculous every time, and True. it only gets better the more ridiculous it is.
1: Uh- not as true
0: good morning everybody welcome to a tuesday edition of the nightly morning show we no longer remember how many times we've done this
1: we were trying to figure it out we were like are we on episode 47 or
0: 52 52? it's either 47 or 52 i think Mm -hmm. i think Mm -mm. it is definitely either right
1: I, re- I really don't know. I really don't Doug
0: know. Doug says play it safe and say 69. Episode 69.
1: And tomorrow will Churchin. also be episode 69.
0: <laughs> Every episode is episode 69. Yeah. On no. another website. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. But for now, we stream on Twitch, which is a company that um, still exists. <laughs>
1: wow. Yes, it does. No, all right. Y-
0: y- can, can we all just say thanks to Twitch? Uh, we're, it's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. And thus far, we have not had a crazy Twitch story to talk about. Yeah. So that's nice. Thank you, Twitch, for being stable for um, th- this days. week. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll check back in Friday to see how Twitch is doing. We should, we should have a counter on the wall that's like days since the last major <laughs> Twitch incident. Oh. And it's always at zero.
1: My God. I love that. I love that. And it'll become part of our set dressing. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Twitch, we'll we, start
1: taking bets as to whether or not you guys think it'll survive.
0: Uh, Twitch, we only make fun of you because we love you so much. Uh, so please figure this out because we love streaming here and we love the community here. And yep. um, so do better. Um, <laughs> someone someone at Twitch right now is like, hey, hey, boss, there's this guy with 20, 20 viewers and he's ragging on us hard. we got to shut him down. <laughs>
1: Shut them down. They have like a big red button that they get to press. I love
0: it. Um, they have a big red button for every. That that's why no, Twitch no. is in trouble is because they've spent all their money building a big red big button red for buttons. every stream.
1: No, all, so all of a sudden you hear like a bang on the front door and the stream cuts out.
0: There's just the windows right there and there's just red dots just like right on our foreheads. No, that's if you that's if you break your Disney NDA.
1: Oh, right. So right this
0: right. one time I was working on <clears throat> it,
1: it redacted. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, even I'm not dumb enough to actually break my Disney NDA.
1: Oh, God, no. They would come after you
0: hard. Uh, maybe not. I mean, Avengers came out eight years ago, so at this point they probably wouldn't care, but... Mm, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Actually, my NDA for... Actually, it's been eight years. My NDA for Avengers is probably up. I think it was a seven-year NDA after the release of the movie. yeah oh. Because it's not forever. Is you know it what story what I mean? time? Uh, it's not, there's not really a lot to say.
1: <laughs>
0: I met Stan Lee and hung out with Tom Hiddleston for a bit. It was fun.
1: That's pretty amazing. Not going to lie. I'm very jealous.
0: I mean, yeah, and they paid me really well.
1: That's that's the important part.
0: <laughs> being, in, being in the union is very fun. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. nice
1: to make money. I wonder re- what that feels like.
0: <laughs> Do you remember making money?
1: Yeah, I think the ship. That was like the best six weeks of my life, money-wise. <laughs>
0: uh, Liza, I was an extra in the first Avengers movie. Um, I was also an extra in uh, Dark Knight Rises, uh, Captain America, the First Avenger, and the, both amazing Spider-Man movies. Um, basically anything that filmed, if, if it filmed in New York between, uh, June 2011 and, uh, July of 2014, I probably did extra work in it.
1: Yeah. This is, that was,
0: that was how I got through college. I just did extra work on everything.
1: My favorite picture is with you on the set of, um, Wolf of Wall Street behind Leo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, Solid. It's fun, honestly. Extra work, extra work is really taxing, right? Because it's it's basically like it's you are a prop,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and they treat you like you're an object, and you kind of have to be okay with that. Um, but uh, you know, if you're with the right group of people on set that day, if the right group of extras, because there's the wrong group of extras. But if you get the yeah. right group of extras, it can be like really, it can be really fun. Um, it can just be really fun. Like there, I had, like Wolf of Wall Street was one, and and a lot of that was Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese did a really excellent job keeping the set fun and energetic, and like he was okay. a noticeable presence mm-hmm. in a way that like um, he just it was it was joyful. Like it, you it, you. He made everyone even the extras because a lot of time extras are feel like they kind of make you feel like you're in the way almost mm-hmm. um, on his set, he really made everyone feel like they were part of making art yeah and in a way that like made everyone really show up for him and I, it was very noticeable. Yeah. i worked I've worked a lot like I, I've done a lot of extra work in that time. It was how I ate, you know and there were a lot of directors who had just never gone to the extras. Yeah. Who is like the the you know the 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 assistant to the first AD would handle the extras essentially. Mm-hmm. The first AD is um the the hierarchy of a film set. Like the first AD typically handles uh, extras and stuff like that. Yeah. But oftentimes shunts that work to his assistant. Um, and so Martin Scorsese was one who like I had a nickname because I, I worked on the movie for two and a half weeks and like he had a nickname for me and for a lot of people. And I could tell that he was doing it to make sure that everyone knew that he valued that they were there. Yeah,
1: yeah, and for sure.
0: it just, it made it, like, honestly, Liza, thank you for gifting that sub to North Wolf.
1: No, they're continuing their sub. They oh. Popped. Yes. Yep,
0: yeah, I can't read. Um, t- Liza, thank you for <laughs> thank you, Liza. resubbing. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, you know, I... It was just one of those experiences that like opened my eyes to a different way of working and a totally. different way of approaching work on set. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just so impressed. I understand why all of his movies are so... Why everyone feels like they show up for him. And it's because he makes you feel like it's worth to show, worth it to show up for him.
1: And honestly, I think that's the mark of a good director.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, you have to know how to get your people together to do the job that needs to be done. That is based. That is part of your job as a director. Yeah, um, and you know people that understand that generally tend to make good movies.
0: Yeah, and I've worked. I've I've managed to like by by being. Here's the thing: if you're a good extra, meaning that like if you show up to work, you're you're not disruptive. You don't try you don't and talk try to, to try the to stars. Bring signs and, yeah, yeah, like um, you'll get a lot of work because it's hard to find consistent extras it's hard to find people who are good at that job yeah um because a lot of weird people try and get extra work yes um i got to work with a lot of really cool people and i got to watch more than work with but like watch a lot of really cool people work yeah and even among everyone i saw Martin scorsese stands above the rest to me um he he was like the gold standard for how to behave on set and how to like treat people and and i love
1: that
0: yeah he's just he's he's something else it's 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 really cool mm-hmm. and i i, I loved th- that those two and a half weeks of my life are very 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 special to me yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah they also paid my rent for like five and a half months Yeah. so, so thank you <laughs> thank you for that month yeah
1: pays to be in the union <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: well they were long days too like yeah you know, oh, like I, I was making i can't imagine ridiculous money on that maybe movie.
1: like at least like 14 16 oh, um, yeah, yeah. days yeah, minimum yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in
0: like nice tailored suits <laughs> It was just a bunch of white guys all sitting around in nice tailored suits for hours doing literally nothing, but making crazy money. It was fun. I love it. (laughs) Extra work. Extra work. It's wild. It's wild. I once, uh, I once, um, one of my favorite stories, I I worked on the show Royal Pains a lot because it filmed in Long Island. Um, and so they would bus us out from Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So you would catch the bus at 42nd Street and they would bus you to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And I, one time I I got on the bus at nine o'clock in the morning. It was like a 70 minute drive to set. We got to set, filled out all of our paperwork because we have mm-hmm. to do that first before they can even talk to us. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's expensive. And uh, <laughs> they they took our papers in, looked up, went, oh, God, we need like, they hired way too many waiters. You, 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 and you, just get on the bus, they'll drive you back, you're done. Um, But because I'm union and because I showed up and I filled out my paperwork, they have to pay me for at least eight hours. Yeah. So for two 70 minute bus rides, I made $265. Ridiculous. (laughs) I was like, this is the greatest money I've ever made in my life. Seriously,
1: like, (laughs) oh God.
0: Best part is, I got back to the city called up my, um, the, the casting office and got another job later that day. Yeah.
1: You're like, I'm free. So like...
0: Yeah. Plus free bus ride to Long Island. It's a beautiful view. Should we talk news or should I just tell stories about (laughs) my...
1: (laughs) The best podcast. Thank you, Jill You know, I think, I think we'll, I think we'll save your extra stories and like sprinkle them throughout other episodes.
0: Mel of the Bard said I should like compile every time you can see me in the background of something.
1: That would be funny.
0: Maybe I will cuz there's a few there's a few fun ones. Um
1: That'd be fun.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll try and find them. Honestly, it, it would just be finding them all that would be so hard. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah. <laughs> but um
0: But like there's some there's some that are easy to find. Like I know like there's a bunch of shots of me in the season 1 finale of Girls, the mm-hmm. wedding episode that you can see me Gotcha. um smash the season uh, 1 episode 8 there's a shot that's just me, just going like this.
1: And that's amazing.
0: Um, yeah, it's fun.
1: I literally had a friend of mine text me, and they were like, your husband, was, did he, like, play, like, a guy who, like, kind of shoulder-chucked another guy in, like, such-and-such movie? And I was like, David! He's like, oh uh, yeah, probably, I did that a lot. <laughs> like,
0: Well, I'm big, right? So I got, like, cast, like, I'm, uh, in the fourth season of the big c in like multiple episodes i'm like a bully <laughs> who's like in the background laughing at generic things generic
1: bully like just
0: generic bully no lines um yeah that, that i i might have actually told the story on the show before but um we i was we we spent a whole day filming in um connecticut which is where the big c was filming um i think was it connecticut it was outside the city whatever they drove me there and they drove me back mm-hmm. so i don't know um and then that night I was on my way home on the subway and I was sitting across from Laura Linney who was on the big C she's the star of the show and we're literally sitting yeah. across from each other and like I didn't want to be awkward cause you know like
1: yeah yeah oh, but
0: she sure. kept looking at me and being like
1: <sighs> <sighs>
0: <laughs> and she just kept me, <laughs> she just kept eyeing me and I was like I, <laughs> I, was, I was working on the show today and she was like oh okay 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 (laughs) She was like
1: why do you look so familiar i
0: know this person like why why do i know this person i was like i we worked together for like 10 hours today uh in the same room um
1: oh i love that
0: she's brilliant she's oh god she's so good on set watching her act i was like i'm never gonna be a Good at this. That's oh, that's what. Please. No, you don't. You don't know until you watch Laura Linney act from like two feet away, and you're like, wow, holy shit!
1: All right, I'll just make that a goal of mine. <laughs>
0: yeah, do it. I recommend it. I do. I do. I do recommend All right, it.
1: Put it on that bucket list.
0: All right, we're 12 minutes into the show. Should we tell them the news probably, yet? <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: you would think you? Uh, I I love hearing about movies. You would think you wouldn't be great to work and be in, but they are. Like, the original human centipede, they made sure to make everyone was respected and comfortable. Oh, God. Yeah, here's the thing about horror movies, Liza. Uh, Liza just made that comment. Um, horror movies, typically, uh, obviously, there are outliers where people have a bad time. But, um, you know, I've had a lot of friends work in horror movies. And because everyone shows up knowing what it is that they're making, I, from what I've heard, because I've actually never worked on a horror film, mm-hmm. um, the it's a lot of, like, fun Right? Because what you're doing is so preposterous. Um, yeah. And as long as everyone is treated well, like, yeah, like some days you have to be covered in blood and like that sucks or, you know, um, th- yeah. there, there, there are definitely downsides. Like there's stuff that sucks, but like it's also can be like really fun to like run around the woods with your friends and be ridiculous. It's just um, scream. Yeah. Let's make a horror movie called The Cheerleader. Uh, oh, no, you old wants to, wants to be the cheerleader. the cheerleader. I don't know. I feel like you should be the cheerleader. We'd make a lot of money.
1: But then I would be like the first one to die.
0: Not if you're a virgin. True. So you'd be the first one to die. Um. Yeah, all right, that's folks, that's let's fair. tell the news. <laughs> um, our title story today is that Taylor Swift, <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. do you know who taylor swift is i do <laughs> i i i really really do uh,
0: taylor swift hot off winning uh the third consecutive artist of the year award mm-hmm. at the american music awards this past weekend which is insane i i, I can't believe she's won that she's been artist Year three years in a row yeah um some people probably have a problem with that uh i think that awards don't matter um, <laughs> 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 sorry um, um uh taylor swift is going to be releasing her session demos uh film on disney plus yeah so basically uh taylor swift has recorded herself singing her entire album folklore and the video of that is going to be streaming starting november 25th which is what like tomorrow literally tomorrow tomorrow, yeah what do you think of this what do you think of this move by disney plus because it seems like more of a move by Disney Plus and less of a move by Taylor Swift. This totally makes uh, sense, sense for. Yeah, well, Swift. here's the thing:
1: like a lot of artists um, that um, pull in a teenage audience, mm-hmm. uh, tend to do like tour videos and behind the scenes stuff, and and their fans eat that up. Mm-hmm. so i really like am not surprised i'm sure that this is going to get a lot of traction um especially because like generally like if you have um if you have like a family having disney plus already it, it, it's n- not really out of the question i'm sure that that's you know, if, if there's a teenager in your house and then maybe a kid that's slightly younger or something, like it, you know, Disney Plus is probably one of the streaming services that you'd prioritize because you've got got something for everybody on there. I would be my guess as opposed so, to like maybe like HBO Max doesn't have like kids shows.
0: See, I actually think this is brilliant because so far Disney Plus has kind of been aimed at younger kids, mm-hmm. Star Wars and Marvel fans. Yeah. Um, and like, there've been a few other things like Noel could kind of be considered like for teenage girls, um, Mm, for that market, like, um, but what what I really think is interesting here is that it seems like Disney plus is willing to try different avenues of media Mm -hmm. that other streaming services don't seem to be willing to do. Like, I, I, like, I think that it's noticeable that this year in, in the past year, obviously not this year now, or no, it is this year. Oh my God. Hamilton came out on Disney Plus this year. Yes, it did. Oh my God. Yes, it did. But like, you know, when you talk about Hamilton this year, guys, this year, when you talk about Hamilton, right? It's
1: been a long decade.
0: Um, When you talk about Hamilton, when you talk about the difference between Hamilton, Mandalorian and this... You're, you're looking at a streaming service that is really willing to branch out the kinds of content that it is putting on itself. Absolutely. In order to hit a bunch of different audiences. And mm-hmm. I don't think that a Netflix would have put Hamilton on. Uh, that's not true. They have Shrek. So actually, they probably would have. Um, and actually, now yeah. that I think about it, and Netflix has kind of done stuff like this in the past. Yeah. Um, Disney Plus just seems to be taking it to a next level of marketing. Yeah. Like, you know.
1: Well, and it, like, like, Hamilton, Shrek, uh, here's the thing. Shrek is great. Um... It has a name for itself but the hype around hamilton mm-hmm. has just been so crazy that it doesn't surprise me that disney was the one to snag them up
0: i just meant more that like i'm not surprised or i, I was about to say that like Han- netflix doesn't have musicals but it does it does have tricks so that, yeah. that's not totally fair um <clears throat> but i i really think that there is something about disney's strategy here of creating event streaming Because that's what it's starting to feel like. Disney is not putting out... Netflix is trying to do quantity and hoping that some of it is quality. You know what I mean? Netflix is putting out a lot of content. And, you know, I love new content and I'm not watching a lot of it because I can't keep up with Netflix.
1: Yeah, they put out a lot of stuff. Disney is
0: not doing that. At least not yet. Disney right now is putting out some content. Yeah. But other than... uh, even Noel, there was stuff I liked in it. But all of the Disney Plus originals that I've seen, because the only things I haven't seen are Lady and the Tramp, the live-action remake.
1: Wait, what? What? There was a live-action remake of Lady and the Tramp? Yes. What?
0: Did, have you not seen the trailer? Where their eyes are very human and it's weird?
1: No! <laughs> oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Yes, there was a live action made in the trip. Kate? Okay. Um, uh, Doug the in the chat says, I feel like the strategy of putting out an episode every week instead of dropping a season all at once allows for hype to continue building for a show. Like, the hype for Mandalorian was high for months because of the episode a week approached. Exactly. And I think that Disney's... I think that Disney has made itself, um, event streaming in a way that Netflix... Nothing on Netflix feels like event streaming other than maybe Stranger Things. Um... And, and you know, Netflix hasn't had a franchise like that in a while. Witcher is going to feel like that for season two for a certain crowd. For us, obviously, like Witcher season two will be an event. Um, but it is a different kind of streaming model that they're building right now that I think is really, really smart.
1: Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm...
0: I I'd still... Did I lose you?
1: I'm... I'm trying to yeah.
0: Can it, someone it, input the reboot key for uh the Claris robot?
1: Guys, I'm so confused. Okay, well yeah, that's a thing. Um
0: Yeah, it came out like it came out it was day one Disney Plus material was The Lady in the Tramp remake. Great. Yeah, a year and a half ago. Um Um
1: yeah, no I, I think it's I definitely think it's a smart move mm-hmm. uh for sure to branch out this content and see what works because because like the concert movies mm-hmm. work. People watch them. Like they they get eyeballs, and I, that's that's what Disney wants. What um, was
0: that Justin Bieber one that was like Never Stop Never Stopping?
1: No, it's or like, that no, that
0: was the pop star. That was that the was Andy Samberg and, yeah. joke about the Justin Bieber ne- yeah. Never Stop Believing. Is that it was what it called was
1: called? Pop star or something? No, or that was Andy
0: Samberg's. Was oh Justin, Bieber's, Justin Bieber? Justin yeah, Bieber had one was that was like, like Never Stop Believing or something like that.
1: Um.
0: And it was huge. Like, that mo- that movie made so much yeah. money.
1: Yeah, I don't remember what it was called. But, um, yeah, uh, it, it, yeah, it makes money. The Lady Gaga behind the scenes stuff, it yeah, makes oh money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like But what- she was fully people. nude in. Oh, really? I,
0: <laughs> I watch was it. watching that movie, thinking I was watching, and then she's just fully naked by the pool for no reason, and I was like, what is happening? You're
1: like, all right. It
0: was, it, it was just one of those moments where I was like, yeah, okay, I mean, okay, cool. <laughs> Sure. I, I was not expecting just, yeah. All right. It wasn't even, but it, it, it was more that I was like, it, it wasn't like, I'm not saying it's bad or anything. It was just more that like, it didn't seem like that kind of a film.
1: Yeah. Like there was nothing leading up
0: to it that I was like, there's probably going to be nudity in this. Usually when I'm watching something, I know there's going to be nudity in it before it happens because I can just get the vibe. It's more adult. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) It was just very suddenly naked Lady Gaga. And I was like, like, Oh, "Oh, all right, cool. cool. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I, I think that this is, um, I think it's, I think it's smart. Of Disney, honestly, Taylor Swift has like a <laughs> huge fan base. They're gonna want to watch this.
0: It's funny. the main The main topic of discussion on Twitter right now mm-hmm. is all the Swifties who do not have Disney Plus logins trying to get their friends to give them Disney Plus logins. Oh no! Um, and they're trying to set up like a Zoom viewing.
1: Discord. <laughs> don't give away our secrets oh please it's not a secret no i think
0: this is brilliant um i i think that it's really smart of disney plus to put out content like this and i think that this is going to like like hamilton hamilton brought in a crap ton of subscribers and probably a lot of them didn't stay a lot of them probably watched hamilton and then ditched their subscription until mandalorian started coming out because they don't pay month over month the way that i do um like i pay for disney plus every month because i have to have access to all my star wars stuff at all times Disney Plus has created a lifelong fan. <laughs> as long as George Lucas doesn't come out and start saying transphobic stuff, I will keep giving my money. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't yeah. know what that was in reference to. Um, no idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, no idea. But no, I can I I I a hundred percent bet there were a ton of people who who like subscribe to Disney because they saw Hamilton was coming out because the hype around Hamilton was crazy the fact that you couldn't get tickets or they cost so mm-hmm. like so much money was wild and it was brilliant of them I think that the show was brilliant I've talked about this before on my streams It the, the type of music that it is is not something I would put on to like rock out to, but I can really appreciate, um, how complex and how, how complex it is and how well it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, the staging was beautiful. I like Hamilton. Oh, Hamilton hit me right in the feels. I have to say.
0: I lost the in-person lottery. I showed up. I spent time in my day to show up to a place. I lost the in-person lottery to Hamilton 400 times. Four- Over 400 times. <clears throat> well, I would just go every day, right? Yeah, yeah. I was in school, and I would just go to the public, and I would lose, and then I would go. to... That's fair. But yeah, I lost over four hundred times.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: yeah. I never saw it live, despite I'm going. So sorry. And that's not including digital. That's not including digital entries. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's wild.
0: Yeah, it's a. Uh... <sighs> Kate I'm knows. So I went with uh, Kate Emily five in the chat. Uh, she and I went many times to the Hamilton Lottery and did not win together.
1: But then they put it on Disney Plus and but we got to watch they put it. put it on Disney
0: and Plus. And you know
1: what? I would have paid for a month of Disney Plus to watch it. If I, if I mm. didn't have it, for sure.
0: Doug Dariolo says, my ISP gave me a free year of Disney Plus, so loved it and was too lazy to cancel it. I still love watching the content, so worth it. Um, I, this is a sad story. I signed up for Disney Plus the day that it came out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> The next day, I walked into a Verizon store and I bought the new iPhone 11 Pro. And six hours later, I got an email from Verizon saying that I got a free year of Disney Plus the day after I had paid for my first year of Disney Plus. Um, So I... I, Yeah.
1: I'm so sorry. It's okay.
0: It's okay. Honestly, Mandalorian Season 1 was so worth it that I was like, this is good. Yeah. This is the way.
1: <laughs> the other thing as well is like you know, if you sign up for one thing, um they like
0: That code There doesn't are aspire. people
1: doesn't ex- wait, what? Um Oh.
0: They're saying in the chat that I could have got that money back. Well, I didn't even try, if I'm, I'm being so honest. Sorry. I just was
1: Was it worth the money though? Yeah. Okay, then we're fine. And okay, also, that's fine.
0: Let's be honest. Like I can't complain. I bought a new iPhone. Like...
1: Yeah. Let's be
0: Remember when we had jobs and could afford things?
1: Um...
0: Guys, I miss yeah. my restaurant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I miss restaurants.
0: Restaurants? Um,
1: no, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I know people who, like, sign up for things and then you're just, like, too lazy to, like, cancel it. And I have a feeling that, like, that goes for, like, you know, people our age. And that also goes for, like, parents... Who sign up for disney plus for their kid to watch the taylor swift thing and then just forget to cancel it yeah you know
0: here's the thing i don't do that but it's because i i look i'm not someone who shares passwords Mm -hmm. a lot um i i pay for all of my streaming services and i have all the ones that i use Mm -hmm. um i so i so i i unsubscribe to the things i'm not using like i don't have hulu because i don't use hulu Mm -hmm. really Um, I pay for Disney+, Plus. I pay for Netflix, and I pay for Amazon. Those tend to be the ones... I was paying for um, DC Universe until that went away.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: And now that I'm in Canada, I can't have HBO Max. But if I could, I would have HBO Max. Yeah. I am... Look, and I'm going to be very honest. I pay to support the content that I support. Um, Yeah. I, as an artist, believe that if I'm going to consume content from people, I'm going to pay for it. And... Yeah. I I just I believe in that, and I believe in supporting the artists that I think deserve my support, and so I'm, yeah. I'm I'm I yeah I I'm one of those millennials who actually has all the streaming services under my own name, um because I th- I think it's I, I think it's important you know I I'm not someone who, I'm I'm yeah I don't know, yeah. um and you know at the same time um I am uh I am someone who likes to buy video games when they go on sale and stuff like that like I'm not perfect. Uh, I don't buy everything at full price because I can't afford it. But um, yeah,
1: but that's that's different. Like you're not like torrenting a thing yeah. online to, to try and play it.
0: And like I really like I go out of my way to find a legal way to watch things. And I'll rent movies. You know, we've rented movies. Totally. I just I want to I want to be the kind of consumer who puts money into the pockets of the people whose art I'm consuming, so yeah. that they make more art. You know? Yeah.
1: And like you know as people who like create content Mm -hmm. for people you know like we we know how it feels to have Mm -hmm. that support and we want to be those people who support others in what they're creating you know if we are consuming it you know well and
0: especially like especially we we feel it even more than they do because we know when we are very aware when people pay us Oh, for sure. Like our... Con- sure. <laughs> a, a big bar shows up at the bottom of the screen and announces to the world that someone just gave us money. Like our... And our- we celebrate because we're <laughs> like, we yeah, celebrate. we can eat. <laughs> um, you know, so where we are very familiar with the feeling of getting yeah. paid for the entertainment that we hope that you feel this provides. But I think um, being
1: an artist, ha- like, gives you that perspective, yeah, you know. it does. Um, I, I don't think that's exclusive to artists. There are other people in the world, like, mm-hmm. it got, it, that's that's not what I'm saying. But we just, it, we kind of feel that on a more personal level. 100%. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I am all about supporting the things that I enjoy and that I think deserve it and the people that I want to see... Keep making stuff.
0: Absolutely, and I I I hope this isn't coming across as preachy. I I'm not trying to be preachy. Yeah. I just I want to vocalize that a lot here because I want to normalize talking about paying for art. Yeah. I think that a lot of people. Um, I I think that a lot of people kind of have. We've normalized things being free or uber cheap. Yeah. Um, and you know, it it all started when iTunes made songs 99 cents like that was the beginning of this yeah and we've gotten to the point now where like people complain when things cost money yeah you know and this was the big conversation when Mulan was coming out when everyone was like oh my god it's 30 bucks and I'm like yeah but you would have spent 55 dollars on movie tickets for a family of four Mm -hmm. like 30 bucks is not that much money but we're complaining about it because we've been desensitized to like free things
1: and it's, uh, there's kind of a spotlight being put on it right now in the middle of a pandemic because mm-hmm. people are consuming art and they want it because they can't really leave their house like they used to be able to, but they don't, they don't want to pay for it. They want yeah. it. They want you to give them free things or cheap things. Um, but they, but there are people telling you that because the arts are dying to go find a new job. Yeah. Which is like, it's tough, right? It's like, no, you, you are the person that we are trying to create for, you know, we are trying to provide you with entertainment in a time of this pandemic. Don't tell me to stop doing that. Don't tell people to stop creating art and stop creating entertainment because the world would be a much more boring place.
0: Yeah. And I think that also people don't understand that like the art that you, you are paying for your content no matter what. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, you're either paying for your content with money or you're paying with your information is being sold to people you don't know own it now like and Mm. that's that's the internet you're you are either watching stuff for free on youtube and your habits are being sold to a company so that they can advertise to you better or you're paying for youtube premium and you're watching it without ads and you're not being targeted and your information isn't being mined like we are all paying for everything right now you pay to be on Instagram, you mm-hmm. just don't. It, it just doesn't feel like it because it's not money out of your pocket. Yeah. But there is a cost, mm-hmm. and I am of the mind that I am okay paying for things with my real money more than my with my information.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, and that's why, I like the free version of Peacock, like yeah, it's free. But. But it's not. Somebody is buying your viewing habits.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which you know, that's a whole other can of worms. To
0: I, unpack. I also want to say I'm not shaming people who can't afford to pay off their own money. Dilping on the chat is just like I can't pay off their own money. I totally get that, and I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm yeah. just saying that it is it is worth acknowledging and knowing about in your personal product.
1: Yeah, for sure. If it's not yeah. costing you money, oftentimes it is costing you your information, and mm-hmm. that's just a really good thing to be aware of.
0: And honestly, I shouldn't say anything because I'm very open about the fact that anyone can have my information. I'm I'm so public on the internet, you guys. Yeah, I mean I, There's we, nothing you don't know about me. Like yeah. whatever. Amazon can target me with their ads. I'm I'm the cleanest other than like the legal complications of being a dual citizen, I've never I don't break the law. Like I'm I'm the first person to be like I did something wrong what's the punishment and they're like it wasn't that bad and I was like okay how much do I owe you don't know anything are you sure like I'll pay a fine She's
1: <clears throat> like I'll, I'll make this right <laughs> use an mm, angel
0: use an angel I am an angel
1: not with that mustache <laughs> <laughs> so Canadian of you yeah that's your Canadian side coming out hmm
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, um, I just think that we all have to be more aware of the, um, the implications of not paying for our content. For sure. For sure. It goes back to like people complaining that, um, there was a lockdown in Liverpool, but the Batman movie was still filming. And I'm like, you're complaining now, but all the people complaining are going to go see that freaking Batman movie when it comes out. So like,
1: oh yeah, 100%. Don't know what to tell you. Yeah. (laughs) Don't know what to tell
0: you artists are literally putting their lives on the line to make content for your entertainment they're not doing it because i promise you the pas on that set are not making so much money they're making barely livable wages yeah they are trying to survive a pandemic they're not making a living wage to be pas they do it because artists give a crap yeah about entertaining other people we literally live our lives with our inherent value inside of us comes from other people having a good time.
1: Yes, truly.
0: I promise you, it's not malicious. Yeah. <clears throat> it's so a like, little We want selfish, you to be
1: but... happy and enjoy yourself. Like. Yeah.
0: I just want you to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Please laugh. Have a good time. Enjoy your life <laughs> while I descend into madness over my,
1: oh my lack of self-worth. The news. <laughs> <laughs> oh what is today turning into what
0: is our show even <laughs> what Just is because we have
1: show? so many friends here today
0: I know we have so many friends here today um uh, Hawkeye is filming apparently the Disney plus Hawkeye series is currently in not pre-production not post-production the one in the middle production uh Jeremy Renner has been posting some photos if you go to his instagram you can check them out we don't have them on the show this morning yep. but uh, Jeremy Renner posted some photos of a little beat-up face uh, that looks very, very much like the Hawkeye from a certain Matt Fraction run from a few years ago that was very popular. Um, <clears throat> the speculation now is that if the Hawkeye series is in production, do they have a Kate Bishop? Have they not yet cast Kate Bishop? Will Kate Bishop not be in the series? Kate Bishop is going to be in the series. There's Maybe no it's way she surprise. won't. It would be very hard for them to keep it a surprise. In it would COVID be really times, hard, wouldn't? Yeah, I, don't know.
1: I feel like sets are way more closed now.
0: Yeah, but they're but like whoever, whatever girl it is, their agent is going to leak it so that they can get her her next job. Because this show won't come out for like a right. year, so like it, you can't keep your stars. They're also going to have to put out ads at some point. Like, there's not really a reason for them to keep. Who is playing Kate Bishop's Secret,
1: I guess. And
0: Disney doesn't have a have a track record of trying to hide things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, at some point, they will shoot outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're just. It, we're either going to find out because of a set leak, or she's not in the first episode, maybe, and that's what's going on right now. Maybe. Um, but the Hawkeye series is in production. Are you excited for Hawkeye series?
1: Um. Yeah, I think he's actually one of the like a very interesting.
0: You like Jeremy yeah. Renner.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's great. No. Yeah. Um he's also one that like I feel like we know the least about. Yeah. In a sense, like just fr- <clears throat> from the content that I've seen so far. And um, so yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. Um he, he seems like a good interesting complicated dude.
0: And he has a family? Like yeah. I I feel like um we haven't really explored much of the, a Marvel hero with a family because Iron yeah. Man's the only one who really has a kid mm-hmm. in and that's even only in the last couple of movies. Yeah. So I feel like there is a lot of room in the MCU for like that kind of storytelling. Yeah. Ant-Man also does but that's more of a comedic relationship. I yeah. I think Ant-Man doesn't struggle with the implications of having a family, the way that a spy like Hawkeye would. Yeah. Um, and so I just think it's a very different kind of storytelling. For sure. 100%. Um and I'm I'm really excited to I'm really excited to see what his relationship with Kate Bishop is going to be like. Mm-hmm. When at the end of Infinity War, sorry if this is a bit of a spoiler for Infinity War, but at the end of Infinity War, we saw that um, people got snapped away, and at the beginning of Endgame, it was revealed that Clint Barton's family was uh, one of those. Thank you for that. Yes. Games For the Empire.
1: Thank you. Cheers.
0: And I feel, um, <clears throat> uh, I, I thought at the time that the Kate Bishop storyline was going to be him and Kate Bishop having this relationship because he lost his daughter. Obviously, by the end of that movie, that thought went away because his family comes back. Yeah. Um. I hope I'm, I, everyone's seen Endgame, right? I, can you spoil that movie? I
1: feel like if it's made been, more money
0: than anything else.
1: Like we, if it's been out for like over a year, I feel like yeah, you know.
0: Um. So now, now that his daughters come back, it's going to be a very different kind of thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But he is. Uh, he's still going to be struggling with the actions that he, um, with his actions as Ronan. and and the implications of how he behaved as ronin during the you know five years that his family was gone and there's uh, there's definitely still going to be like an emotional trauma from that in fact all of these heroes are going to be dealing with um emotional trauma from those things um
1: so this this show is taking place after Endgame.
0: i don't know for sure
1: okay so we're we're not actually
0: i don't know well and because that's interesting right because black widow takes place before civil war i believe
1: Right. The upcoming right. Black Widow movie yes, takes yes, place
0: yes. between, I believe it is technically between um, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Civil War.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I, I don't know when this is going to take place. It right. might have flashbacks. I know that it is uh, said that the um, Black Widow movie will reveal what happened in Budapest.
1: Yes. Which yes. is the... They have talked about that. Which
0: they have talked about. I don't know if that means that Hawkeye is in Black Widow. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of I don't knows. Um, and it's tough... Yeah. Oh, uh, Shin in the chat is saying that it is after Civil War. Black Widow is after Civil War. That makes sense. I mean, it could be anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. I'm assuming Black Widow will have flashbacks in it, so it might actually take place over a bunch of eras. Well, Um, yeah, because
1: aren't aren't we going to see the training and such when she was growing up? Maybe. I thought that they alluded to that, like that it was going to be a very dark movie because of those themes. I don't
0: know if they're going to show her specific training, though, or if Mm. it will show... Where she was training and like the young girls that it, that place is training now. Yeah,
1: okay, that's fair. Because I
0: think shutting down the place that she's. Although if she goes there, there will probably be flashbacks. Just narratively, it would make sense. Yeah. Um, it is going to be interesting. Obviously, we won't see that movie till next year now. Um, sad. But it is going to be interesting to see what. Uh. What, what this series has to do with that movie, if anything. Mm-hmm. Because I could see them doing a lot of flashbacks to where Hawkeye was through a lot of the MCU, sort of like we are talking about yesterday with the Nick Fury show. Totally. Um, but at the same time, uh, I, I want this series to move forward. Yeah. I don't really want this to be set in the past. I want Kate Bishop to be taking this franchise forward. Mm-hmm. Um, the same way that I want Kamala Khan uh, in her show... Um, there are some set pit, uh, photos from the new Miss Marvel show featuring the young Canadian actress who plays Comic-Con. I love um, it. I'm very proud that she's a Canadian. Um, <laughs> every time I talk about Shang-Chi, I'm going to be like, Canadian actor Simu Liu. Um, <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> everyone
0: boy. in the MCU is going to be Canadian and Australian soon. Um, I love it. I'm, I, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm just excited. I'm excited for Kate Bishop. I... Kate Bishop is my preferred Hawkeye in the comics. I love her as a character. Um, uh, Clint Barton's great, and he's especially great when he's written by Matt Fraction. That run is really, really solid. Mm -hmm. Um, Telling a story of, like, he can shoot a bow and arrow, but everything else in his life is kind of a mess. Um, And that's Pacific version of Hawkeye really plays well with Spider-Man. Yeah. because um, they both kind of have that my personal life is a train wreck. Yeah, yeah, thing. for sure. Um and I'm I don't know, I'm excited for the show. I think that Jeremy Renner is a really talented actor.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I think I think it's going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um I wonder I always like because there's always like parallels i always like wonder like how much it's going to be like green arrow just because like of, like the similarities between like there's mm-hmm. always you know whatever like superhero there is in the marvel universe there's kind of like a parallel to it oh 100%, in, you, yeah, in, yeah. you know what i mean and so um i just wonder if it's going to like be nothing like it which i kind i feel like it will be
0: yeah i think that the the good news is the, 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 for me, the good news is that this version of Hawkeye is married with kids. Yeah. And is going to have, I I hope, is going to have a very father-daughter relationship with Kate Bishop as opposed to mm-hmm. there being any sort of weird age-gappy romance stuff yeah, going no, on. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I don't think Marvel's going to go down that route. We had route.
1: enough of that with um Captain America.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're done with that. Move on, please. Thank you. <laughs>
0: um, uh, Hero of Wind in the chat says, I never really understood the purpose of Hawkeye or Black Widow. Um... I disagree with that. I totally get why Shield would make a superhero team and insert their spies into it. Yeah. If I was going to if I was going to work with a bunch of people mm-hmm. I did not trust, yeah. I would make sure that there were people on that team who would tell me if they were about to go rogue.
1: Yeah. Mhm. That's fair.
0: Nothing makes more sense to me than S.H.I.E.L.D. being like, we're gonna hire a bunch of superheroes and those two spies to make sure that they're not committing war crimes or... Yeah,
1: and doesn't turn into an episode of The Boys.
0: Yeah,
1: 100%. (laughs) Yeah, no, that that makes sense. That makes sense. I always do, like, there is always that thing, though, in the back of my mind when I'm watching a Marvel movie of, like, are they gonna be okay... (laughs) Because they're just human.
0: When, uh, when in the first Avengers movie, when, uh, Cap launches Black Widow off of his shield and she grabs onto the speeder in motion and you're watching it, you're like, oh, so her shoulders just, oh no, she's fine. Oh, so Black Widow's completely invincible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what I mean. It's one of those things where you're like, okay, you kind of have to suspend your disbelief there for a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, uh, because it's 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 definitely one of those things. It's in the back of my head. I'm I, I like while I'm watching it. I'm like, those guys are just human. You know, like they like they like you know, punch Hulk in the face versus you punch Black Widow in the face. It's gonna have a very different effect on each character. To be
0: fair, no one ever hits Black Widow. <laughs> Yeah. It's all it, yes. She's it's She is she is invincible and also impossible to hit.
1: Yes, but if Black Widow was trying to defeat someone who is like a dexterous supervillain, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yikes! I'd be scared for them. You know what I
0: mean? <laughs> um, I I don't know. I think that it. I think that Black Widow is a tactician. Her and Captain America, they're both tacticians. I think that the per they, the the movies have done a really good job of using Hawkeye for his strengths. Right. Um. You know, in the first Avengers movie, they put him on top of a building and he w- was calling out where things were happening so that the other heroes could do stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, it was a smart move to be like, all right, you're going to be in the highest spot and you're going to use your very good eyes to look at things. And um, I I don't know. I think that when used correctly, and I often think Hawkeye's been used correctly. Yeah. In Age of Ultron, my favorite moment in all of Age of Ultron is the moment where... Um, <laughs> Quicksilver runs away <laughs> with uh, Scott Witch, and <laughs> Hawkeye's behind him, and he's like, "I could, I could shoot you right now, and no one would know. No one would know." And he yeah. just is like trudging along behind him, and I'm like, "That is the funniest use of that hero. Like you're using him as his character. He's, you know, it's it's a character-driven comedy beat that is just." I I still joke. I laugh at that joke. It's been that movie's been what like six years? And sitting on this couch, I'm like, it's so funny when Hawkeye's just like I could I could take you out and no one would know. I just it's so good. Yeah. Um
1: uh, yeah. Yeah, I I uh <laughs> <still> sorry. Laughing.
0: <laughs> I'm laughing at, I've been laughing at that joke for six years.
1: David's not okay.
0: I'm really not.
1: Um do we have <clears throat> any more news stories?
0: We do. Y'all guys, do you guys like Doctor Who? Do you like Doctor Who?
1: Oh, I know where this is going. Wait, yes.
0: What? What? What do you mean? How this is going? Did you read my iPad?
1: No, no. I just um. Someone told me in my stream yesterday.
0: What? Well, okay, then you tell me the news,
1: guys. John <clears throat> Merriman is coming back to Doctor Who.
0: That's right, <gasps> Captain. Biden. Jack Harkness, bisexual icon, mm. Captain Jack Harkness, um, a man who we hope to one day have a threesome with, Jack Harkness, <laughs>
1: okay, he's a little bit old, a little bit old, that's
0: but that's fine, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, is returning for the Doctor Who Christmas special this year.
1: I'm so excited. I have to catch up. <clears throat> I have to catch up. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm behind on Doctor Who and now I have to catch up before Christmas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I
1: I love him. I, am, I love him
0: more more than many other Doctor Who characters. I am very excited to see how Captain Jack Harkness interacts with a female Doctor.
1: Oh, it's gonna be great! Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. It's a good, mm-hmm. interesting. Of all the characters in Doctor Who, he is such an interesting perspective on things. Mm-hmm. Being a human, but also having done his own time travel, like he yeah. just has a very different perspective. And I'm I'm excited for him to meet a female Doctor.
1: Yeah. He is truly one of a kind.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. In, in
1: the show and in no. the universe. And He's my favorite Doctor as Who character. a human. Yes. 100%. Yeah. When they announced Torchwood, I was like, heck, yes. And that um, show
0: ended up mm-hmm. being really good. Like, Tor- I Torchwood? love Torchwood.
1: Uh, yes. I love Torchwood. I think it has some weak spots in it.
0: I don't. I love every... Oh, I love wait, all of it. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Th- those characters... Torchwood works better to me than Doctor Who does. Really? Yeah. Um, hmm. Doctor Who r- runs into a problem of relatability for me oftentimes,
1: right. where
0: the the episodes that are more Doctor heavy are harder for me to enjoy because they're unrelatable to me.
1: Really? And
0: when they when when they push the companions to the side more and their companions aren't central to the story of the episode, I have a harder time caring. Because I know the Doctor... Like, the Doctor doesn't have any sort of risk involved in anything that he does, or she does. When Torchwood... Risk. There's no conflict when it's just the Doctor against an enemy to me. Mm.
1: When it's the Doctor at the center of the
0: story. There's no, like, relatable conflict emotionally for me. I have a hard Heaven time Scent with Sent
1: is my favorite episode, so it's, I have a, a hard time... It's a
0: great episode of television. I just don't relate to it. The same way that, like, because all the characters in Torchwood feel relatable and feel more... Like humans, but it's not that I can relate to an alien. Mm -hmm. I just sometimes struggle relating to the doctor specifically because their personality can kind of shift moment to moment. Yeah. This was less of a problem during David Tennant's years because I feel like his doctor was the most consistent. Um, Yeah. But Matt Smith's doctor would sometimes be a completely different character for an episode. Yes. Um, Uh, I
1: think, yeah, I think that the writing... Of of
0: course I like Blink. Blink is... But but Blink is about the companions. Doctor Who is at its strongest when it is about a companion whose story is influenced by the Doctor.
1: 100%. And that is why I will always defend um, Clara, because Mm -hmm. uh, Great companion. Which, uh, some of you don't actually know that my username was influenced by her, because I think she's, she's definitely one of... Uh, aside from Donna Noble, she's my favorite companion. Dr. Mm, um, Donna. Yeah, oh gosh. hmm She is so much like the doctor, but in human form. Mm-hmm ultimately that was her demise spoilers but it's been a few years um you know and and uh, people people hated her people hated Mm -hmm. her as a companion and i was like no she is a reflection of the doctor yeah um but in i guess more a relatable way and and that she was one of my favorite parts about it her uh, um uh, jenna coleman that's her name jenna coleman and peter Capaldi together were like brilliant top-notch
0: Peter Mm -hmm. Capaldi don't do that Joe um (laughs) uh Peter Capaldi for me was such a breath of fresh air yes because I grew up when I was a kid with like BBC in Canada I grew up watching the old doctor who's and to me doctor the doctor was older you know what I mean the doctor was like an older man Mm -hmm. like a doctor you know what I mean? Like, in my my childhood idea of a doctor was a person in their 40s or 50s mm-hmm. who was experienced in all of those things. Yeah. Uh, and so when we got, um, not so much Eccleson, Eccleson felt, like, older than Rose.
1: For sure. For David sure. David Tennant
0: either. started that trend of, like, he's, like, a young, attractive man.
1: And he was, like, so, like, hip. Yeah. Like, with the converse and the suits. Like... But he
0: felt the same age as the Companions. And then Max mm. Smith even more so felt the same age as the Companions. Or
1: younger at times. Or younger. Um, yes, or sometimes younger.
0: like a child, yes. almost. Yes, yes. Peter Capaldi brought back the idea that the Doctor... Oh, and, and part of it was Peter Capaldi's just such a brilliant actor.
1: Oh, God. He's but incredible. he
0: was more mature than the Companions. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was a lot more like the Doctor Who that I grew up with. Yeah. And so it felt more comfortable to me.
1: Well, yeah. And and the one thing that I think Capaldi balanced really well was that maturity, but also mm-hmm. still learning from the Companions. And also
0: he's so fun. Oh, God, the yeah. The only complaint I have about the Capaldi years is that they didn't let him swear. Oh, right. Because... Um, if you've never seen the original House of Cards that, uh, Peter Capaldi's in, uh, the man's, or is it called House of Cards? The sh- the, the, the show that Peter Capaldi did, um, where he swears all the time and he just insults people. I think it's a show that Veep is based off, not House of Cards. <laughs> oh,
1: I need to, um, I need to get on that. <laughs> Peter
0: Capaldi is the best, is the actor with the best use of curse words, second only to Samuel L. Jackson. It goes Sam Jackson... Peter Capaldi. All right. Um. And just just search up like Peter Capaldi swearing, and you'll see like the thick of it. Thank you, thank you so much, uh, Rhiannon and Bawa in the chat for um, the thick of it. Is this show where Peter Capaldi just lays into people. I love it. And it is.
1: I need that. His use
0: of language. I need is that in my life. Unbelievable. It's so good.
1: I need that. Um... But
0: yeah, no. A Torchwood to me is a it, it, the. T- my my thing with Doctor Who has always been that every season there's, like, three episodes that I love and that I hold dear to my heart. There's, like, three episodes. Say there's nine episodes per season. Every season has a different amount of episodes. Yeah, so and there's a lot. Say there's all the ways nine. There's three episodes I love. There's three episodes that are good. And then there's three episodes that are weird. And I'm just like, all right, yeah, that was an hour and a half of my life. Yeah. Torchwood is a little bit more serialized it's a little yep. bit more like consistent character wise um and so it's just it's uh, overall it is a show that i enjoyed more it also Fair. it also told its story and got out yeah and didn't feel the need to be perpetually telling stories because true the perpetualness of modern doctor who has kind of ruined the daleks for me like daleks aren't scary or interesting anymore yeah um the cybermen have just kind of like I'm like, all but right, yeah, do we've lot. done this. Yeah. We've kind of done this. Yeah, um, for sure. And so, like, the the there's, like, I feel like Jodie Whittaker unfortunately stepped into Doctor Who at a time when there weren't really a lot of great villains for her.
1: No, yeah. that haven't been not.
0: beaten to death by <laughs> Tenet, Smith, Capaldi. Yeah. And then Jodie Whittaker steps in and, and like, even the Master, like, they're, they're doing interesting things with the Master, but...
1: I Ruth's loved the the mistress. That that mm-hmm. was fun. That was a, that was a fun hot take and, and the, that, actress that actress is, is truly incredible. Yeah. Um she's on Oh, she's on Sabrina. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the right yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, no here's the thing. I love torture and I think that John Barrowman is incredible. I'm oh, so yeah. freaking excited um for him to be on um Doctor Who again. It's going to be so good. I can't it um, makes me
0: happy. yeah, the so we will definitely be catching the holiday special. That'll be a nice little Christmas present for us. Yes. Um mm-hmm.
1: maybe ooh, maybe we talked about doing like a public like watch along.
0: Oh, maybe we'll do that with our Discord. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> We're, we we might we might try and make that happen. Um y'all, uh it's nearing the end of the show here. We have a couple of things we want to talk about about our week. Um, just so you guys know, um, I know I typically stream Friday nights. I will not be streaming Friday this week. Uh, I am driving to New York Friday after the morning show, uh, mm-hmm. to pick up my stuff out of my storage unit. I will be back for my Sunday night stream though for Star Wars Sunday, which will start off with some squadrons and then we'll probably switch to some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like we always do. Maybe we might play some Witchit If anyone wants to join me for some witch it, um,
1: oh, yeah, you, we Dagon
0: just bought us that game. And so... Yes, Kate, uh, we need to talk. (laughs)
1: Surprise!
0: (laughs) Uh, Kate, you and I do need to talk, but that'll happen off-stream. Today, uh, what's happening later today?
1: Oh, today, guys, we are going to both be on again Mm -hmm. later. Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can catch us playing a new game called Inseparable, Mm -hmm. um, created by BeatBull Games, who you might have seen in uh, in and around the chat. Um, Indie game developer, it's just him. He he has put together this by himself, and it's a cooperative game mm-hmm. that we are going to play for you guys later on.
0: <gasps> Blind Seer, thank you so much for the Aww, biddies. Blind
1: Seer, thank you. Hashtag promote <laughs> the
0: arts, y'all. I love um, that. Thank, thank you, you so thank much. You. That. That's very kind of you. Thank
1: you. Um, um, yeah, so we're gonna be on later today. I'm on tomorrow with mm-hmm. some more Skyrim. Yeah. Um, uh, because you're not streaming. Um, Uh, Friday, are you doing Thursday? I am,
0: yeah. I'll be on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday this week. Okay, awesome. Yeah, Thursday we'll be playing some Valhalla. Um, guys, uh, Beat Games will be in our chat during the stream later today, Mm -hmm. so please come by and check out this new game by this indie developer. We really want to support indie devs, we want to support indie games, and we're so excited that they are going to, um, uh, that they're going, that they're going to be a part of this with us. Yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's really cool to be asked by a developer, uh, you know, to play their game. Yeah. And we're just really excited uh, to do it uh, yeah. to play a new game with them.
1: Yep, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, he's let me know that the game is not super long.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so it may not be a long stream unless we play something else. I might switch after. to some
0: Valhalla after.
1: Yeah, yeah, and which is totally fair. But please come check out this new game. This is a really cool opportunity. It's called Inseparable. Yeah. Um, literally, our characters will be inseparable in the game they are linked and we have to work together as a team
0: and it is a game that is two player only apparently
1: there is a way to play it by yourself but i believe that you have to control both characters oh
0: that's kind of fun though yeah maybe we'll try out that as well we'll both try out that on the stream yeah
1: maybe we'll see um
0: also y'all uh what else oh um the ron burgundy uh morning show is coming up That is either going to be Friday or Monday. Uh, Stay tuned to our social medias for that. If you're in our Patreon, go check a first look at what Ron Burgundy is going to look like. Um, That is available for all patrons, Uh, as well as our Ned Flanders stream, which will be next week, Mm -hmm. um, so that I can get rid of the caterpillar on my face.
1: Maybe we can just make that Sunday and get it over with.
0: (laughs) Uh, Probably not. I'm probably going to try and keep the mustache as long as possible. Um... Great. (laughs) Oh, uh, y'all, thank you so much for being here. Uh, you can follow us across the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit. Uh, my Twitch is twitch.tv slash nerdynightly.
1: I'm at twitch.tv slash
0: And as always, we want to say a huge, huge, huge thank you to everyone on our Patreon, whether you're at the $1 tier or up. Uh, any amount of support over there, really, it means the world to us. Yeah. We can't believe that we have 30 patrons.
1: Yeah, you um, guys are incredible. Thank you for all the support.
0: Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, and uh, we are going to be putting out our patron-only podcast later today. Mm. Uh, so uh, check it out after the Inseparable stream. We're going to record that and talk about um, uh, co-op games and uh, playing with friends. Um, yeah! <laughs> so uh, we are going to uh, talk to you guys later if you miss any part of the show or you want to check out past shows they're available on our YouTube uh Nerdy Nightly or on our um uh podcast, podcast feed so
1: wherever you download your podcast Apple podcast Spotify um, there's so many others, those are the two that I know off the top of my head.
0: And if you do have Apple podcasts, please rate this, uh, show five stars. It is the easiest way for us to get seen by other people. So if you want to support, uh, and, uh, you want a free way to support us, give us that review on Apple podcasts, give us that five star rating. Uh, it really, it's, it's how you get seen on, um, podcast feeds. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you want to help us grow, we would appreciate that Thank you. so much. And as we always say, my name's David Webb.
1: I'm Arielle Edwards.
0: Do something nerdy tonight. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye, -bye. Bye, guys. I always forget to pick this up and have it ready.